Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. you can find the veracity, the historical veracity of the original documents are incomparable to any other historical documents in terms of how provable they are. There's more proof for this like than Abraham Lincoln existed. There is so much more proof that this word, and I'm talking historical, literary proof, that the original documents are, I mean, in a class entirely of their own. Today, Pastor Elizabeth will remind you that there are many aids that you can use to benefit your study of the scriptures. Because the Bible was translated from one language to another, some things can be lost in translation. With different lexicons and dictionaries, you can find the intended meaning from the original language. Now, let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they continue their message, Questions. Again, not actually a translation. It was a modernization of the American Standard Bible from 1901 or 190-something, I forget now, that is considered to be one of the more scholarly modern translations as opposed to the authorized King James from the 1600s. Do you understand? Some are actually translations. King James was an actual translation from Greek manuscripts. But one of the little nuances is the fact that you have a lot of different Greek manuscripts. And sometimes you'll see in a footnote in your study Bible, you'll see something that they've italicized or, 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 you know, whatever. And and at the footnote and, you know, a little number. And at the bottom, you'll see not in the best manuscripts or not in the better manuscripts. That's because they're using different manuscripts. And some relied more heavily on this group, some relied more heavily on that group. And, you know, you, you have, listen to me carefully, you have some extremely minor little things, which is when you look at the footnotes, it's like, okay, I don't really care, that doesn't... That didn't take anything out of the sense of the, of the statement, the sense of the passage, right? Last thing, though, on that subject. You have some, like the New Living Translation or the Living Bible, that are paraphrases. The message, it's a paraphrase. It's not a translation at all. It can be a useful tool, but be careful with paraphrases. Because in a paraphrase, it's like sometimes I'll say to you, you know, jokingly in a sermon on Sunday morning, That's the Pastor Robert version that I just gave you? Well, it's like somebody's opinion. Do you see what I mean? Like the the living Bible, the the message, um, the NIV in a sense, these these are to some extent paraphrases. You're getting more opinion than scholarship, okay? I mean, 
the thing that you can't, the thing we can't risk is that you go away from here thinking, oh, it's, it's a bit flimsy, this whole thing about the word. It is the translations that may be flimsy. It is not the word of God itself. That depending on your interest, you can find the veracity, the historical veracity of the original documents are incomparable to any other historical documents in terms of how provable they are. There's more proof for this like than Abraham Lincoln existed. There is so much more proof that this word, and I'm talking historical, literary proof, that the original documents are indeed, I mean, in a class entirely of their own. So what we are discussing is the translations. Like, you must not miss that nuance. And if you have questions about apps to use, or there are free websites that will help take you straight to the original language, we, that's where we get really nerdy. That's what you're seeing, both of us. It's, it's what we love. It's where we get nerdy. We can help you find what to you is a helpful tool. But what we can't afford is that you, yeah, like for instance, that is from my, um, the Olive Tree app, which is like $15, that specific app, and it takes you straight to the original language in that. It's the easiest to use ever. It is what I usually study from and find my answers from, but there are others that are free that we can take you to. But, but it just matters so much when we answer the question that there's a very clean and not, in no way wavering distinction between the original manuscripts and then what, what people have done with them over the years. The originals are untouchable in terms of how clearly they are God-breathed and how different they are from any other manuscripts on earth. So that's, that's what I was, like we can't afford that to be misunderstood. Yeah. We'll help you find the details, we'll help you sift through why we may recommend or not recommend a certain version, but, but you must know that there's a difference. And, and you know, that Olive Tree software, the Olive Tree app, um, the app itself is free the King James Bible is free, public domain. I don't want to misstate that. I think the English Standard Version is free. There, there's several that are that are free, and then there's some that you're going to pay fifteen dollars, or you know, some of the the bigger um, research works you may you know spend a little bit more. But it's it's extremely reasonable, affordable, whatever. I, I have Bible study software that we invested in as a church 15 years ago. I have thousands of dollars, literally, of Bible study or research materials, you know, like this massive library um, that, that, uh, that I have available to me. And I use it, but my consistent go-to is olive tree. And um, because I can, you know, simply by putting the cursor over a word in that Strong's text, I can see what the Greek word is or what the Hebrew word is. I can see the definition. And if I have purchased a couple more dictionaries, which obviously I've got like five or six, you know, but I, I can dig really deeply and look at what these different articles have to say, I, you know, there's, it's possible to get to the truth, and it's extremely beneficial to look at more than one version. Um, let me read you a quick little article, because one of the questions 
that we didn't totally address is, is the why about the names, for example. Um, YHWH rendered as Jehovah in the original ASV, um, and I, yeah, it is rendered Lord with all capital letters or God in capital letters in the New American Standard Bible. I think ASV is, is actually the King James Version authorized. I don't know. Anyway, the committee stated the reason as, quote, this name has not been pronounced by the Jews because of reverence for the great sacredness of the divine name. Therefore, it has been consistently translated Lord in all capitals. The only exception is when it occurs in immediate proximity to the word Lord, lowercase, you know, capital L and then lowercase O-R-D. That is Adonai. In that case, it's regularly translated God in order to avoid confusion. It's known that for many years, Y-H-W-H has been transliterated as Yahweh. However, no complete certainty attaches to this pronunciation. Why not? Well, because we don't know what vowels were in there. They're just kind of taking a guess at what might work. That the, because the, the, the Jews took them out because they didn't, they didn't want to write them. They didn't want to risk anybody reading it or thinking it or speaking it out loud. It was... You know, so we're, we're, not, we're not sure. This is in direct contrast to the preface of the Authorized Standard Version of 70 years earlier. Okay, so it is. Um, where the committee explained that the American revisers were brought to the unanimous conviction that a Jewish superstition, which regarded the divine name as too sacred to be uttered, ought no longer to dominate in the English or any other version of the Old Testament. So it gives some of the reason, uh, reasoning, um, you know, with, in terms of the, the names and, and that kind of thing. But here's the bottom line. It really was it, it, somewhat subjective on the part of, of the translators. You know, you, you, you see the different names used. Again, to, to actually look into the original text and to compare and look at all the, you know, the different ones can be, can be really, really helpful. Um, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. God breathed is the literal wording there. Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thanks for tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio in Calvary, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast you'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect with us through the contact form at mainthingradio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
Be sure to share any prayer requests, too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We are coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.